Welcome to the St. Richard's Episcopal Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Rev. Cameron Nations. For more information, please visit strichards.org. Alright, so I want to begin this morning by posing a question to all of you. It's not a trick question, okay? So just know that. It's not a trick question. But here it is. Is God here? Is God here? Yeah, okay, yes, yeah. When I asked it at 8, it was like, it's too early for a quiz. You should not begin your sermon with a question. But 10.30, we're a little bit more awake. So, right, so is God here? Yes. Right, yes. Is God going to be here? Yes. 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 What was God here? Yeah, okay, yes. The answer to all these questions is yes. Is God here? Yes. Is he going to be here? Yes. Was he here? Yeah, yeah. You see, Advent messes with our sense of time. It messes with our sense of time. Because we're awaiting the birth of Jesus at Christmas, and yet, all of the readings have us thinking about the end of days, don't they? About the final judgment. It feels a bit like watching the end of the movie first. About, it feels like getting ahead of ourselves, right? It's odd to be thinking about the end as we await the beginning, right? <laughs> That's sort of what we're doing this week. Now, there's a lot of talk in today's gospel reading about the Son of Man returning to judge with righteousness all the living and the dead. It feels perhaps like a far cry from that baby in the manger, and even further still from all of the Hallmark movies we're just binging on TV. Okay, it is just me. It was just me at the 8 o'clock too. No, no one, no one is binging the Hallmark movies. I gotta revise that for next year, I'm gonna say. Okay, right, but it's a far cry from that. Judgment and, and fire and, and the Son of Man coming down with glory, that doesn't seem like the meet-cute in the village, you know? Um, like we have in these movies. I also realized after eight, I need to define what meat cute means. Do we know what the word meat cute is? Meat cute, meat cute. It's, uh, it refers to the, the moment in romantic comedies, right, where both people, they're at the coffee shop and they both reach for the sugar at the same time, <laughs> right? And their hands touch and their eyes meet. And from that point on, right, you know that they're destined to fall in love, et cetera, et cetera, right? That's the meat cute, okay? I didn't define that at 8 o'clock either, and so I feel like, my gosh, those poor people, who knows? <laughs> they, they, don't know, they don't know what I was talking about, okay? But, but you always have a meat cute in the, in the romantic comedy in the Hallmark movies that no one else is watching but me. So anyway, okay, that'll, that's important, I promise. So th- there's, there's always this exhortation in our Advent readings to keep awake and be aware, right? To keep awake. There's this kind of uh, don't blink or you might miss it quality and feeling to the words of Jesus, or as we'll see in in next week and beyond, to, to the words of John the Baptist. You see, because the kingdom of heaven is here, they say. It's breaking in all around us, and you don't want to miss it. Or, as Jesus puts it in today's gospel, be on guard, he says. 
so that your hearts are not weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of this life, and that that day would catch you unexpectedly like a trap. Ah, He continues, for it will come upon all who live on the face of the whole earth. Be alert at all times, he says, praying that you may have the strength to escape all these things that will take place and to stand before the Son of Man. No, these words are not the words of the holiday movie Meet Cute, okay? A term that is not theological, but which I did just teach you, okay? It is not about a holiday meet cute. It's about heaven meeting earth, right? God coming to meet humanity. It is, I guess, in that way, kind of a love story, but a different one, a different one. Now, Jesus tells a parable in today's gospel reading. I don't know if y'all caught that, because it's one of those that blink and you will miss it. You will miss this parable. Um, But I want to, to look at it because it's not like the other parables. And if you, uh, if you joined me for my parables class, we actually talked about this one. It's the parable of the fig tree. And it's unique because instead of a story, which is what we're used to when we get a parable, right? A parable's a story. Like, you know, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who scatters seed and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, or, or whatever, right? But Jesus usually tells stories as parables. Um, but this one is different because instead of a story, Jesus gives us an object as our parable. Did you catch that? We get an object as the parable. Look at the fig tree, he says, presumably gesturing towards a fig tree, because you wouldn't just say, look at the fig tree, and there not be a fig tree there, right? That that wouldn't be, that, that wouldn't work very well. So look at the fig tree, Jesus says. As soon as it sprouts leaves, you can see for yourself and know that summer is near. So too, when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. The tree in this story is Jesus's parable, and by its fruits and its leaves we can discern the season. So too should we demonstrate the same awareness and nearness of God's kingdom. Now, very similar renderings of this parable exist in Matthew and in Mark. It's in all three of the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And each of them emphasizes this point that God's kingdom is so close to us. It's near to us even now and is getting closer all the time. And if you don't pay attention, you just might miss it. Now, even though the other parables aren't like this one in the sense of them being about an object as opposed to telling a story or something, Uh, Many of the parables do make this same point. They speak of how close God's kingdom is to us, that it's something that is here right now, but that's also, sometimes rather frustratingly for us, right? It's also something that's yet to come. It's here right now, but it's not here yet. Something that's on its way, something that will come in its fullness later on. And one of the reasons that I love Advent, that I love this season, the beginning of this season that marches us towards the mystery of the Incarnation at Christmas, one of the reasons that I love this season is because it captures this sense of time. In in it being all about expectation, it gets us to think about how we are enjoying God's kingdom now, but not quite, right? It's already here, but it's not yet here. And we're caught somewhere in between, in the midst of it all. 
In this way, I think actually the season of Advent is really like how we're called to live 365 days a year as Christians. But it just so happens we have this four-week period of time where we're forced to slow down and think about it, right? But we live our entire lives like this, caught in between, in the already, but the not yet. So in this way, Advent is the posture of Christian living. Advent is expecting God to show up, even though we know God's already here, right? We expect God to show up even though we know God's already here. God was and is and is yet to come, as it says in Revelation chapter 1. Now last week I preached about Christ being our king. It was Christ the King Sunday, that seemed appropriate. Um, And I challenged us to hear Jesus' words to Pontius Pilate as though they were being said to us, right? You say that I am a king, and yet, right? You say that I am a king, and yet you live in fear and worry about tomorrow. You say that I am a king, but yet you do these things. People can't tell that you are one of my followers, right? You say that I am a king. What does that mean for the living of our lives? If Jesus is our king, then so what? That was the question we asked last week. But of course, the adjoining question is, if you and I, and Johnny here shortly after his baptism, If we are citizens of God's kingdom through the waters of baptism, okay, then so what? Right? Then so what? Advent as a season gets us praying and contemplating both of those questions. Because God's kingdom is breaking in all around us. God's kingdom is here in this room this morning. Now, just like the fig tree that Jesus uses as his parable, there are parables of God's kingdom all around us. There are things that demonstrate to us the inbreaking of God's kingdom. But we have to be aware. We have to look for them, or we might miss them. Baptism is one such parable, right? It represents not only new birth, but also paradoxically death, right? It's being united with Jesus in his death and resurrection, which is not, in fact, a death at all, but actually a birth to new life, right? It's the same kind of uh, weird trick that Advent plays on us of, of God's kingdom being here now, but also something that's coming in the future, right? Baptism is like this. It is talking about the end at the beginning, which is really also the end, which is also a beginning. It's not confusing at all. Being a Christian is so easy, right? Look at the fig tree, Jesus says. Jesus tries to make it easy for us. Look at the fig tree, this thing that you see all the time. Look at the fig tree, right? Look at the fig tree. It will tell you of the kingdom of heaven. And so I think the question for us as we walk through Advent, as we're forced to slow down in the midst of what is otherwise a busy season where we're trying to get presents bought and... Uh, family scene, and all that sort of stuff. Advent gives us the grace to stop, to slow down, to look at the fig tree, right? To notice where Jesus might be telling us to look. To notice where else we might find a parable of the kingdom, a sign of God's kingdom breaking in around us. Maybe it's a friend. 
Maybe it's in someone's smile, the voice of a child, worship, right? Or maybe even it's just that really, really, really good cup of coffee you managed to make this morning in the way that while you're drinking it, you feel God's grace in a special way, right? (laughs) Perhaps, perhaps those are all parables that teach us something of the kingdom of heaven. But so too is a manger in a remote part of the Roman Empire, that last place any of us would think to look for the kingdom of heaven. That's where the kingdom of heaven broke in, too. And so this morning, let's remember, God was here amongst us. God is here amongst us. And God is coming back to be with us again. And that's what we celebrate in Advent. Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. For service times or more information on St. Richard's, please visit strichards.org.